episode one of Hebrews in Exile. Today, we learn about Rabbi Robert B. Holman Jr.'s transition into the Hebraic way and more. Robert B. Holman Jr. And today I'm going to share with you my life transition from being a Christian pastor to being a Hebrew rabbi and teaching the Torah and the scriptures of the Most High of Abraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. Shalom to you. This is Rabbi Robert B. Holman Jr. and Sean Appleton. And today we're going to share with you uh, some information about my transition and my my upbringing and my how I got to be um, this Hebrew rabbi teacher. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. So let, let's start out with some, I guess, some obvious questions about um, your transition. When, when you say roots, roots is what? Define that. Your roots well, is where? Well, my beginning, uh, when I think about my beginning and how it was that I was brought up, my roots were grounded in the Christian faith. As a matter of fact, I was raised in an apostolic, pure, Jesus-only, oneness uh, faith of, of believing. And I was there uh, all of my life until... Uh, 19 till what 2007 rather okay. and then in 2007 there was an enlightening but let's talk about let's talk about all this all this all this root stuff and okay so my father was a pastor but my father was my father's father was a pastor so I'm a third generation uh pastor leading leading people what I didn't know growing up in the Christian faith was that I was the firstborn son of my father, which oh. meant that now that I've become Hebraic, I kind of know what that, what that means. Yeah, there's a, that's a Torah principle, by the way. Yeah. Now, <laughs> now I realize that being the firstborn son of my father, that I was, I was born to be a Levite. Okay. Very good. So, in the course of in the course of my growing up, I did everything that there was to be done in the Christian faith. I believed that there was one God, and I believe that that one God was rooted in the Godhead of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, but not in a, not in a, not in a, not a, not in a Trinity sense hmm. that, uh, Jesus was God manifested in the flesh. And, uh, <clears throat> so, I, so at least in, in that, when you guys uh, were going through your, how, how the structure was set up, which was that structure that God was God and Jesus was his son. There was no, were they all equal? Yes. And they were all equal. Yes. Okay. I mean, right. and, and, you know, with the principles of nobody, no man can come to the father except by, by, by me. So anyhow, 
I was raised in 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 Christ in Christianity, and in in an apostolic strict, very holiness uh, congregation of people. How strict are we talking? Oh man, <laughs> what strict? <laughs> Golly, when I was a kid going to going to grammar school, and my friends would have birthday parties, and uh, their parents would, you know. Take them to the show to see Donald Duck. I I couldn't even go to the show, man. <laughs> I couldn't do I couldn't do nothing. That was an immortal sin. I couldn't do nothing, my <laughs> my friends. I couldn't I couldn't I couldn't go skating. I couldn't go to the to the rink for skating as I grew up. Uh, I couldn't I couldn't bowl. It was taboo to 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 do anything that you know that. Those people did, Which you is, know, with, yeah. with with the with the with the narrative, with the narrative come out from among them and be separate. Yeah, because that's what I was getting ready to ask you: is to, to support all of that, they used what? <laughs> and then you just mentioned it because you said, you know, well, you got to come out from among them. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> with my father being the pastor. Uh, of the congregation, uh, the whole <laughs> narrative was, uh, you know, it, you know, obey, obey me or obey us, the leaders, because uh, our job is to watch for your soul. Okay. So, I mean, you know, it's it was, you know, as I look back at it now, mm-hmm. man, um, and have done some study on cults, mm. uh, it was really kind of a it was kind of a low down cult. I mean, it wasn't. It it was. Well, hey, I'm gonna leave it there. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, <laughs> right, I'm, I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna leave it there. But but I grew up. I grew up in that environment, going to Sunday school, uh, spending all day Sunday in in church. Uh, Sunday school, Sunday morning, nine forty five. Um, Sunday morning worship starts at 11 o'clock and then we'd be in church dependent probably till two or three with the choir and the preaching. Mm. Then we'd be back at, uh, six o'clock for PYPU youth service. <laughs> and that would be about until 7.30 and then 7.30 in the evening, we'd start evening service. And then we'd be in service on Sunday evening third service till maybe, uh, what, 10, 11 o'clock, depending on, my, depending on what's going on. So Sunday, Worship was really Sunday worship. It wasn't like what we have today. We go in and we do ninety minute service, and it's and it's done for the day. Right, right, right. So in that whole, while you were going through that, being a PK, which is a pastor kid or preacher kid, yeah. however you want to classify yeah. it, was there anything that literally like stuck out in your mind, like this something with this is not right? No, no. like literally none of the none of the scriptures that they brought up. We just like what. Well, it was, there was always an explanation. No. Nothing in your mind. Wow. Okay. No, and, and the reason the reason that was is because, I mean, like, like the majority of people today, you are acceptive of what your leaders and what your shepherds tell you, particularly when you're being led by good men. And okay. I, I got I, I to say this. <laughs> uh, my father was a good man. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a good man, even to the extent that in his, in his death, 
uh, and after his death, the Most High uh, spoke and, and allowed me to know something about my dad. And he said, you know, he says, your, your father, he probably disobeyed me one time. And then mm. he laughed. And I and I and I knew what I knew what that laughter was about from the Most High. Right. So my my father was a man who was honest, who was righteous, who was pure, mm-hmm. who was holy, and he was a person in the community that people looked to and people people uh, or were drawn to for his wisdom and for his counsel. Mm-hmm. So you know. If he said something, you know, I'm, I, I grew up in his house, right? So right. I'm, I'm not questioning anything, you know. Right. It didn't get, it didn't get that way until I, until I got older, and began to uh, uh, question this whole uh, dialogue of salvation, mm. you know. But um, you know, in my dad's, in my dad's, in my dad's church, I was the, I grew up to be the uh, youth leader. I led the youth department. Um, I became the, uh, minister of music, mm-hmm. man, we had the baddest, we had the baddest <laughs> choir and we had the baddest so choir hear. in, in, in California, in California. Along, along with, uh, uh, Ephesians, uh, <laughs> uh, down in, down in Berkeley and, and along with, uh, uh, who's the one in Los Angeles? Oh, uh, West Angeles, West Angeles. Okay. We were we were we were top notch with with all with all with both of those with both those choirs as mm-hmm. a as a church choir. Mm-hmm. So we you know and I and I led the choir. I became the I became the district minister of music for all of our <clears throat> district meetings with choirs. I became the state minister of music, uh, CDC California District Council uh, state minister of music, and I graduated from there. And I spent, uh, I spent six years, uh, being the, uh, minister of music for the National Pentecostal Assemblies of the World. You, you, you know what you sound like to me? I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you this. This is, this is, this is interesting. This is, just hit me. You know, when we were over across the street in, uh, that Brit Hadashah, the New Testament, there's a, there's a prolific individual over there. His name's Paul. People, people might know him as uh, Shaul or, or, or Paul, and and I forget the chapter and verse, but Paul is very articulate when he says, "Look at me, I was, I'm this, I am that, yeah. I know what I'm yeah, talking yeah, about." Yeah, yeah. Philippians, yeah. Philippians. I'm, I was born. I was my father. My <laughs> my father was uh, was from the tribe of Ben, from the tribe of whatever. I'm a Pharisee of Pharisees, and you know, well, that's me. Right, right. So that's what I'm. You're, you're establishing that. You know, hey, look, I, I've seen the good, the bad, and the ugly, and quite frankly. Um, which is which is kind of interesting because it's through through all that and how how much of an influence you know in the home this was ingrained into your blood and then it's it's kind of interesting because this I'm, I'm I'm curious how the Most High operated to say okay this was the seed that was planted because I know we talk about that all the time is that you know somebody plants the seed and then you may not see anything come from it, but that's not your job. Your job was to plant the seed. Now somebody else is going to come behind you and water it. So that seed was, I knew, I knew, um, 
after I went mm-hmm. after I went to college, uh, as a matter of fact, between between high school and college, I did something that's common to Christianity. Okay, I backslid, <laughs> <laughs> and I was doing my own thing. But I made a promise and I made a commitment to myself that when I got married, mm-hmm. then I was going to go back to church. So when I got married, I went back to church. But when I went back to church, um, I started doing something that I hungered for. And okay. that was studying, studying, studying scripture and studying God's word. Mm-hmm. And so I began to study and I began to, to read and read scripture and study scripture. And I, I kind of knew that, you know, I was going to be a preacher. I mean, my grandfather was a preacher. Right. My father was a preacher. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm around preachers. I've grown up around preachers. Some of the best in the Pentecostal assemblies of the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've, 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 I've been, I've been around the, the Morris Golders of, of, of the, yeah. the PAW, the James Johnsons of the PAW, the, the Bishop Hancocks of the, of the, of the, of the, of the of the other organization, mm-hmm. and I've been around all these great men of and, and Bishop Bowdens. I've mm-hmm. been a, I've been around all these great teachers and preachers, and I wanted to be one of them. Okay. So I mean, I studied, I studied to, to I studied to be able to preach. I um I never I never I never got there. I mean, I could preach a little bit. I thought mm-hmm. I could, mm-hmm. but it wasn't until. Uh, it wasn't until I, I left my father's my father's uh, ministry and started uh, on my own ministry, First Tabernacle Fellowship, mm-hmm. uh, here in here in the city of Sacramento, um, that I really understood why I was having such a difficulty trying to be a preacher like all of these great men were mm-hmm. and have the crowds rah rah and roo roo and, and the organs the organ <laughs> growling growling and changing <laughs> and, and me stepping up another notch and step and I'm going through all these motions trying and I never could get there. Right. And it wasn't mm. until it wasn't until that I became a pastor of 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 the ministry that the Most High initiated, and I didn't even know I didn't even know that until until later mm-hmm. years in in our ministry here at First Tabernacle Fellowship that I wasn't called I wasn't called to do that. The Most High called me to be a teacher, mm-hmm. and uh, one of the things that that one of in 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 one of the things that happened to me. In my father's in my father's church, as I was growing up, there was a lady there, and she was she was uh, um, uh, a person who mm-hmm. could give you a word from the Most High. Mm-hmm. And one Sunday, I remember, I preached. I was preaching, but I was directing the choir. And I mean, I mean, music in the choir was my thing, right? Right. right and right. she sent me a note one Sunday, and she said, she said. God has more for you to do than be a choir director. Mm-hmm. And I go, I shook it off. Oh, oh okay, you know. But yeah, I'm, what a nice thing to yeah, say. I'm, I'm having fun. <laughs> I'm, I'm having. I'm having fun doing this. Right. I right, got. Right. I got dancing robes, and we got beautiful robes, and we got. We got. We can sing absolutely anything. Right. And uh, 
You strike me as the guy that actually had like the 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 robe that was set apart from everybody else. Yes, I, oh, I, had, oh, I, had, I had I had one of those robes. Oh, did you? Yes, I did. Uh, I had a robe. I had a robe that was made out of all the colors of all the five robes that we had. <laughs> it was called my robe of many colors. colors. Right. Yes, right. yes, I had that robe. Okay. Yeah, okay. I, I had I had that robe. Yeah, that's 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 interesting. That's so. It sounds like. You kind of got us all the way up to FTF non-denominational when, when, when you actually broke off from, from your dad. So yeah, I, I, I thought I was going to be the bomb. Right, right, right. You know, I, I thought, I thought I was going to be the bomb. One day I was on my way to, to church on a Sunday mm-hmm. and the most high spoke so clearly in my ear. He says to me, uh, get up from your father's house and go to the place that I will show you. Mm-hmm. I did not call you to be the caretaker of another man's ministry. Mm-hmm. And um, I said to myself, whoa. Right. And um, I said to, to my wife, I says, uh, I told her what I told her what was what was going on in my head. And she mm-hmm. kind of smiled and she said, well, yeah. And she understood it. Mm. And then from that, from that point on, it was kind of like, it was kind of like a driving force that drove me out from my father's church because I was destined to be, um, to be the pastor behind him. Mm-hmm. Um, but certain things never materialized, okay. uh, like they were supposed to. And, uh, one day, the Most High just said, "I need you. I need you to get up. I need you to go." Right, and that's when we started the ministry of First Tabernacle Fellowship, which was a non- non-denominational Christian church. And you know, I thought I could preach. You know, right? I, I thought, hey, <laughs> everybody gonna come hear Robert preach? Right. Well, hey, you know, it it didn't happen that way. Right, and. Um, but we uh, we 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 garnered we garnered a decent a decent congregation that was that was supportive and mm-hmm. could pay the pay the bills and pay the rent on the building you know and I, I I was still working for the state of for the state at that particular time so I didn't particularly need a salary right but it wasn't until it wasn't until um, you know two thousand two thousand and seven and. With all of my, with all of the study that I had done and all the preaching that I had done in my father's church, because I used to teach his Bible class for him, uh, and so all of my teaching and all of my study was coming out of what we now know to be the Tanakh, oh, the Torah, uh, the writings, and the prophets. I mean, all of my all of my stuff I'm doing mm-hmm. is coming out of that volume, that volume of of of, of uh, that body of work. Right. And as I look back over my notes that I that I that I my sermon notes and my teaching notes that I've got, I'm going, you know, man, I I taught I taught the Book of Daniel. Mm-hmm. You know, I I I I taught I taught from the from the prophet Isaiah. Know, I'm going, man. And then I'm up in my congregation in 
I'm I'm preaching and teaching and you know doing all the things pastors do, and uh, I come across I keep coming across this narrative in what we now call the Torah. Right. But it's in first five it, books of the Bible. Yeah, it's but not it's, the Bible, but the scriptures. But it's in Exodus. Mm-hmm. It's Exodus. It's in Exodus. It's in it's in Numbers. It's in. Leviticus, it's in Deuteronomy, it's talking about keeping the Sabbath. That's, that's interesting. And you shall, you shall keep the Sabbath, for this is a permanent regulation throughout all your generations. Now I'm going like, ah, wait a minute. Yeah, yeah, hold on, hold on, cause, cause you, you said something there, you said, you said the Sabbath. Yeah. So you knew what the Sabbath was, because you present that to a lot of people today. They say, no, Sunday is the Sabbath. <laughs> and I'm keeping the Sabbath because yeah. it's, sun- it's Sunday. But that's not the case. The Sabbath is actually on what you call Saturday. The seventh day of the, the week. The seventh day of the week. And that's funny because when when I'm challenged on that, I tell people about their nice little Gregorian calendar. And I said, even look at your calendar that you have right now. I said, what is the first day? on your calendar that you look at right now. And they say, well, it's Monday. I said, no, no, no. Look at the day before that. On your calendar, it goes from Sunday to Saturday. I said, "You, because you start your work week on Monday doesn't constitute the Sabbath being on Sunday. So you're counting from the wrong day, even in your own Gregorian calendar. But that was interesting. Yeah. So, right. so you, had a, you had a knowledge of that at least... That foundation was there. That Sabbath was was, was Saturday. Was that was Saturday? Right. Yeah. And then, by the way, dear the listener, this is this is Hebrews in exile, and this is uh, Rabbi Robert B. Holman Jr. and uh, Sean Appleton. We're having a narrative about my biography at this particular point in time. But you know, I'm I'm looking at Scripture, and I'm and I'm going to tell you something. When you really love God. When you really love the Most High and you start listening to the things that he's asking you to do, you start scratching your head and you start asking yourself, well, why, 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 how come I'm not, how come I'm not doing this? Right. How come, how come we're having church on Sunday when the Sabbath is the day that Israel and the Most High has defined as his holy day? Right. So, I had a gentleman in my congregation who asked me a question. He says, have you ever read the book by Samuel Bacciochi that's called From Sabbath to Sunday? Mm-hmm. And I says, no, I've never heard of the book. He says, I'm going to get you a copy of it. So he gets me a copy of this book that's that's called by Samuel Bacciochi From Sabbath to Sunday. And I start reading this thing. And I'm looking at all the history and I'm looking at all the scripture dat- data there. And I'm, I'm, I'm starting to get, I'm starting to get little upset you know i'm going like well who who changed who changed this thing from how come how come we're how come everybody in the world is going to church on sunday and you know how come how come how come it's how come it's how come it's like this so at that particular point in time i started doing my own research from scripture and history. Mm-hmm. And then I found the plethora of the minutia of the, the enemy who has thwarted 
the Most High's people and led them off into this darkness of wickedness and idolatry. Right. So that was really pivotal for you. And I'm interested to know how you kind of, you know, dealt with that. So you came into this understanding and now it's this issue of what do I do now? Because you've been this way for a certain amount of years. Obviously you got to tell, you know, your immediate family and well, your, con- your congregation, well, because a that's a whole, well, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Well, I mean, you, you're, you're right, but this is the thing. We had a, we had a nice building. We had a building that was about, about 8,000 square feet, man. And, uh, it was broken up into departments. We had a youth department, right. uh, we had a women's ministry and it was, and we had a, we had, we, we had, we had three cameras. We had a, a media room. Uh, we had about 50 members, you know, which for, right. I, was, I, was, I was looking good. Right. I was looking good. Right. And, uh, so I'm looking at this stuff and I'm, I'm starting to teach. I'm starting to teach Torah. Mm. And one of the mothers, of uh, the congregation says so okay pastor uh when when are we going when when are we going to go to the sabbath worship well this was like in the summer okay. when i'm when i'm doing i'm dealing with it so i'm okay. going like I'm, I'm thinking in my head you know i'm going like oh god man i I play golf on Saturday morning. Right. right. <laughs> Come to sacrifice. I play golf on Sunday morning. I'm not. I'm not yet. I'm not. I'm not yet really ready yeah. to make this transition into no Sabbath service. But I'm looking at scripture and I'm going, well, you know, you you know, you're going to have to do this sooner or later. So really, she, yeah. oh well, Pastor, when are we going to go to Sabbath service? Mm-hmm. So we moved down and and I, I I pushed it. I pushed it all the way out to. To the Gregorian New Year, yeah, right, right, because I don't know nothing about the Father's New Year yet. So do, I push, do your research on Gregorian. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so I, I push this thing out to the to to the Gregorian New Year. I says, well, mm-hmm. uh, the first Saturday uh, of of the New Year, we'll we'll start, we'll, right? We'll, we'll start, and you know, and then from that point on, it's been it's been this. But in the process of all that. The majority of the congregation were of this mindset. Mm-hmm. They said, um, Pastor, um, I, I go shopping on Saturday. Right. Um, Saturday is yeah. the only time I have to spend with my family. Um, and all my friends go to church on Sunday. Right. So um, we're... I guess we're we're not going to be coming anymore. So the congregation immediately dwindled from 50, 60 members in the youth department down to 16 members. Which, which is interesting. Yeah, because I, I, I really, you know, at the culmination of this, because there may be people that are in your same position that are leading flocks that are trying to say, okay, how, if knowing what you know now and you had to advise a pastor on making this switch, what would you tell them? Oh man, for me, it's a, for me, it's a no brainer. Number one, God's word 
And, and I'm using this in this in this first episode because I, I want I want I want you as listeners to understand because I'm going to I'm going to start speaking Hebraically in a, in, a, in a little bit, but but for me, if God said something. I mean, the creator, I mean, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Mm-hmm. If the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob said that it's it's A and not B, mm-hmm. then I got to go with what he said. Right. I mean, I mean, if he said that the Sabbath is his day when he meets with his people, then I want to meet on the day that he meets with his people because that's what he said he was going to do. Absolutely. So for me, I looked at it and I'm going, okay, you got, you need, you need about $4,800 a month. That's just to pay the rent on the building. Uh, You now have, you now have 16 people of which, uh, these folks are not wealthy individuals. Mm-hmm. So what you gonna do? Right. Well, the Most High made it really easy for me. Okay. He made it real easy for me. Um. I said, well, I'm going to do. I'm going to do what the Scripture says we're supposed to do. So we transition from from a Sunday worship. Uh, to Saturday worship, and in the process, our income, of course, dwindled to the point where we could no longer keep the building. And I was in arrearage in making in a making the rent. But I had talked to the owner there, and I said, "Hey, well, I ain't got the money." Right. Well, I didn't have a problem giving this building back, but I said, mm-hmm. "I can't pay you in arrearage." Right. The Most High worked it out for me. Uh, I was really fortunate and really blessed because we went down to service uh, one one oh, one Friday man. one right. Friday night and we had right. no one yeah Friday night for for study mm-hmm. and uh, when we came back the next day the place was flooded flooded that's right it was flooded water was everywhere water was everywhere mm-hmm. I don't know how the water got in there I don't even know where it came <laughs> from but. With that happening, we had to get out of the building and so forth and so on. And so we went back. We went back to the hotel mm-hmm. with the sixteen members. Well, I can pay. I can pay. I can pay for a room every Saturday uh, in the hotel to, right. to have service. So I mean, that's what I did. I mean, because the issue for me was, mm-hmm. who am I going to obey? Am I going to obey the norm? Right. Or am I going to obey what the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob said? Because that's more important because he's the one that is in control of my life. He's the one that's in control of my soul. He's the one that gives me life and breath. And he's the one that prepares, that, 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 that cares for me. So I, I, I just said, well, it, I got to do what I got to do. And I told the congregation, we got to do what we got to do. Which is noble. I mean, it says a lot. Because, yeah, it I mean, hasn't been easy. No, I, I wouldn't assume. That's what I'm saying. I think it's very poignant for people to understand that that's that that's a major major deal. You know, and I think for me, I think the thing that worked for me uh, that helped me the most, which may not be the case for a lot of people, was because I mean, I worked a job, right? Mm-hmm. I worked and and shepherded the congregation, so I wasn't I wasn't dependent upon their giving to support me. Mm-hmm. 
and I could take the money that they were giving uh, to be able to, uh, you know, make sure that the congregation was stable and that we had a place to meet every every, every week, as as right. I as I do now. Mm-hmm. So in those years, uh, and that's been we started we started ministry in 1994, and this is this is what uh, 2021, mm-hmm, yeah. And you know it's it has it hasn't been it hasn't been an, an easy road. The uh, congregation has been like the Book of Judges. It's been on a roller coaster. We've been had some high points. We've had some low points. We've right. grown and we've lost. We've grown and we've lost. But the point being mm-hmm. is this: is that my transition from being a Christian pastor to being a Hebraic rabbi has been one of the best things that I ever could have done in my life. Um, we have a beautiful building now that the Most High gave to us. Um, this pandemic has kind of decimated the congregation, but in the words of Maya Angelou, yet we stand. Right. And we're standing tall, we're standing strong, we don't have any outbreaks of COVID within our congregation, uh, and uh, we're doing we're doing really really well. And I'm really happy for for what for what over these years uh, of study that the Most High has brought me to this Hebraic understanding, and I right. just I'm I'm just ecstatic about it. But it was it's been a journey. And the thing a thing I want to say to you, uh, you know that. You're going through this. You got to realize that every journey, if you love, if you love the Most High, and you're a leader of people, you have to be strong enough to make the right decisions that pertain to the God that you serve. Right. Yeah. And if you claim to serve the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob then you have to look at the history of how the Most High has taken care of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and Israel, and recognize that you too are more than likely Israel. Right. And when you do the right thing, the Most High will also take care of you. Right. Um, today, this, this <sighs> particular time and day in life, mm-hmm. this year 2021, man, I'm... I'm good. I'm good. Our congregation is we're we're not meeting as a whole congregation. The the giving is not is not what it was when we were there because you know you know how us is right. Is right, right, is, right. is if we don't go to church, we ain't giving no money. Right. You right. Know? So, uh, but with that being the case, uh, the Most High has made provisions and made a way for us to continue uh, to survive through this and I'm it's only because of his goodness and one of the uh, one of the other other aspects for me is you can't preach and tell people that you trust God but when things get difficult you run and hide as if he can't take care of you right 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 I ain't gonna never do that I ain't gonna never do that. There's a mic drop right there. There's a mic never, drop moment right there. I ain't, I ain't gonna never do that. <laughs> I'm just, 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 I'm
I'm not. I'm telling. Uh, I'm excuse me. I, I do no proper English. <laughs> I'm not ever. I'm not, I'm not ever going to do that. Oxford. I'm not ever going to do that. <laughs> but I mean, it's it's. <sighs> yes. So and, I mean, and I, you've, you've done that eloquently. I mean, the, I can say that because I was actually there when yeah. we made the transition, yeah. and I remember that time that when we you introduced it. And it would answer. That's why I asked that question earlier. Did, you know, anywhere along the line, did you ever start questioning some of the things that you were reading? Because I think that there was a lot of things that at least even in, you know, Bershiz, which is the book of Genesis, there were things that um, I questioned and I never really got an answer on it. And it was kind of one of these deals where you said, you know, you believe this because this is all we've ever known. We, I don't have really have an explanation as to why this is, it is what it is. So there's always that curiosity that's there. And then, you know, like I said, I mean, I probably would have been fat, dumb and happy just staying where we were. Um, but again, I think it's commendable to have that kind of courageousness to go ahead and make that switch because, you know, it's a lonely road. Yeah, sometimes. it is. Yeah, it and is. you will be out there and you will, you will say to yourself, you know, how do I deal with family? How do I deal with, with all these different things, because I've so assimilated into culture. Yeah, and one of the things that they that that always comes your way when you make a transition like this, particularly when you start studying Hebrew, mm-hmm. as we have, the first question they want to ask: Well, are you? So you're a Jew? Jew. Yeah. Well, no, I, I'm I'm not a Jew. I'm I am a Hebrew son of Israel. I am from the I am from the loins of my ancestors, Abraham, Yitzhak, and Yaakov. That's Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I'm not, I am not from Japheth. I'm not Aksanazi. I am a Hebrew son of Israel in exile out of the, out of the land that the Most High created all things in, which is the land of Africa. Hello, folks. We is from Africa. And we're in this exile because we abdicated the Most High and began to worship and serve idolatry. So, I mean, you know, as I look at as I look at me, and as I look at the study and time of history that we have we have that you and I have gone through, because you you made that transition with me, and man, you you're you're a pretty phenomenal teacher in your, in your own oh, right. You, you know? I appreciate that. Yeah, but I, I'll be uh, talking next week. As I, the, yes, <laughs> I know. Yeah, yes, I know. Yes, I know. But I mean, it's it's been it's been it's been a phenomenal transition um, for my life of coming to be who I am and what I am. I love every, I love every minute. I wouldn't trade it for nothing. Now, as I as I come to a, a, a close in this in this session today, I, I want to say that. It's important, it's very important to believe and trust the Most High. Our faith, our faith and our confidence has got to be in Him and Him alone and His Word. And you and I have to believe and understand who we are. One of the problems that we're faced with as a nation of people in exile is really not knowing who we are, Hebrews in exile. 
This has been Rabbi Robert B. Ullman Jr. and Sean Appleton. Until next time. Shalom. Shalom.